Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're 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 recording the midweek. Well, the, I we I didn't want to I didn't want to waste any more good sound bites from the howler. So because I accidentally throw them out there, I throw away lines, throw away lines, and we can't afford it. Um, but we're just With, jumping we're just jumping right into a story that is kind of it's kind of over social media. It's probably going to die down already, but but we I got it sent to me at least three different times besides by you. And the headline oh, really? is, oh yeah, 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 because people, because it's paranormal in in theory. Okay, <clears throat> so the um, headline is Mexican president sparks social media frenzy by sharing photo of a creature he claims is an elf sitting atop a tree. And for those that are not familiar with this, it's in the what is this? This is your favorite source, the Daily Mail, right? Dailymail.com. That's where I go to every day. I start my stuff in the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. All right. So the president, uh, Mex- Mexico's president, uh, sparked a social media mania, sparked some social media mania after posting a photo, which he claims is an elf. President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Golly, that's a long name. 
69 shared a photo of a, a Lux, and I know I'm misspelling this, but it's A-L-U-X-E, a mythical mischievous sprite or spirit in ancient Mayan lore. And what apparently this picture was taken near some ruins that they're doing some work on. Like Mayan type ruins. Yeah, like a like an archaeological site. Okay. And one of the so this is what he's claiming. Okay. Now, one of these headlines says the president was quickly mocked online for his claims, as well as the fact that the photo had been taken years prior. I have no, (laughs) there's no validation either way, whether the photo was taken yesterday or years prior. But apparently, I mean, the pre, I mean, he was confident enough, or at least the people running his social media site was confident, his Twitter account, I guess, to, uh, to make this claim. And it does. I mean, it looks like something is in the photograph. Now, whether the photograph is legit, I, I don't know. But what, what did you think? The first, I mean, you sent this to me. So I don't know. What... I did send it to you. You know, I was I was perplexed that uh, first I thought, man, it's a long time away from Christmas. You know, that dude fall out of the sleigh or, or, or just the term elf. I thought it meant truly an elf. You know, like he should be up there in Santa Claus building some stuff. And then I realized that it wasn't, you know, and then I thought, okay, this is a Mexican's term, something else. I mean, a little dude in a tree, I'd be all over Mexico. I'll be honest with you. That's the first thing I thought, you know, <laughs> I mean, don't go down to, okay. don't go down that Southern border. He's the only one that ain't standing in line. Maybe he was in the tree to try to see how far he had to wait to get into America. You know, that's of what course, I was thinking. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, the other thing I get think there's some crazy shit down there. I mean, stuff. I know we're in, the, we're in the normal one, but I mean, that whole Yucatan Peninsula, the mines. The, let's just stick with the mine stuff. Who piled all them rocks up there, and and for what? Well, well, I mean, they built great. I mean, those cities are unbelievable. You know. Yes, and, and have I, you ever seen them like Nat Geo or whatever when they strip the the? Oh yeah. They take the, the light the foliage away or whatever, and they're like in perfect squares and stuff. Yeah, it's amazing, and they and they're all connected by roadways, and they're across yes. mountaintops and stuff. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And to think and to think how advanced those civilizations were for their time, and boom, they're gone. You know, the, some, you know, whatever happened, disease, war. Um, you I think know. they got back in spaceship and left. Is that what you think? Yeah, and they they're just screwing with us. You know, they said we're going to put this here and watch these. Homo sapiens worry about this in thousand two, you know. I think some of that stuff, four or five thousand years, isn't it? Um, I would do. It's only as good, you know. Dating it is only as good as the stuff we came up with to to date it. You know what I'm saying? So, is what we carbon date might not be right. Yeah, I think it's been called into question a couple times. You know, it's thousand years plus or minus two hundred or something or what? It's not. It's not within a week. I can tell you that. It doesn't seem to be. Now you've really perplexed me. <laughs> yeah, do a little research on carbon dating. I don't think it's as it's quite as accurate that is uh is what we we're always led to believe. Well, I certainly feel there's a lot more interesting things two thousand years ago going on. I mean, I, I can sit and watch I don't know if I've said this on t- you know, I sit and watch uh, the footsteps in the footsteps of Jesus, where they go and they're going across uh, yeah. Israel and Lebanon and Jordan and Syria and, and going to the places that are in the Bible. They're not necessarily saying they're real or they're not, but they're going there. Or 
or some of these other ones. You know, I watch a lot of, you know, several things on Stonehenge. There's some things older than Stonehenge where the rocks, you know, they say the rocks from Stonehenge come over out of Wales, you know, 300 miles away or 300 kilometers, 150 miles away. So how are they going to get 10 ton? How'd they get 10 ton rocks, 150 miles? Uh, we've talked about this, right? How'd they, you know, the Valley of the Kings, and they say they've, you know, the pyramids in the Valley of the Kings, they say only about a third of it's been excavated. Yeah, imagine what's underneath the sand. They yeah. say there's twice as many of them underneath the sand. They can see them on the sideband sonar or whatever. How, how bad would you want to build something out of big rocks that you just laid, uh, like, log after log after log to push that on <laughs> and roll? I mean, how long would that take? It'd take forever, you know? I mean, that's got to be how they would have done it, right? Take that big rock and put it on some logs and you push it and put log. You know, you get to the end of the logs and you put some more logs and it just kind of like a roll. That's what they say, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, you know, somebody tried to say that they filled that with sand. That's how they got them stacked correctly and then drained the sand out of the door at the bottom. Now, you tell me that doesn't sound like some crazy stuff. You know, like a pyramid. Let's just drain... I think the Luxor in Las Vegas is the same size as one of them. I don't know if you've been to Luxor in Vegas. No, no. I'm, I'm going to be there never, next week. I mean, in two weeks. I'll be there in two weeks. Just I, I've never. Oh, Let's I've never flex. been to Vegas. Are we going to do a, we'll do a remote show. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. Because I'll be, I'll be out west. I'll either be in Vegas or Bullhead or California or out in the desert riding. Uh-huh. I'm going to do a couple of remote shows. Um, and, and, you, and you mentioned that Geo. We got a big interview coming up this week. I know, I know. Are you I know. are you ready? Are you ready? I don't. I'm kind of nervous about it. I'll be honest with you. You kind of. I've been nervous? watching some of his reruns and stuff, and I'm kind of nervous about it. I I still have yet to to go and watch his show, so I'm gonna have to watch a couple before we before we talk to him because I want to at least pretend I know what I'm talking about. You know, and I don't I don't think he knows what he's getting in, himself into. I don't either. And that's what I worry about, because I think <laughs> he thinks that they're just calling, you know, the number one podcast in Iceland. He doesn't realize that <laughs> we're actually number two. This train. He doesn't realize that we're we're like a train running through Ohio. Right. One <laughs> one false move. You apply these brakes to. <laughs> too much or too little or just it just might just break and we all might be just laying a, a, beside the track and getting ready to yeah to we'll lay, light him on fire put him out of his misery end his career it'd be like the worst thing he ever did well i don't know if it'll end his career i would like to think we will introduce him to other people i think so. look i'm being introduced to him you know and we haven't even said his name and we won't even we're not gonna say his name i'm not gonna say his name we're not gonna jinx it no, we'll just let people let people think and and go check out Nat Geo and you know what I was worried about. I don't know when's this going to air. Is this going to air Wednesday? When are you dropping this Wednesday? This one's gonna yeah. This one will be this week on Wednesday, and so we'll interview him on Wednesday for next week. Yeah, so, but is so are you going to release this before we talk to him or after we talk to him? Oh no, no, this will be before. This so that's why I've got. We've really got to watch what we say then. Yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. We'll. We'll throw it out. Because if I was him, I'd listen to the last episode, and then, <laughs> and then we might kill it, right? Well, I'm going to tell you what. If you guess, if we, if one of our listeners guesses and sends me a private message on, on through the Instagram or on Facebook as to who we're going to interview on, on Wednesday, today, while you're listening to this, 
You'll get some see that. That's because yeah, I'll send I'll send them some stickers. Specifically, I'll send them a couple of those that are collar stickers. How about that? So back, let's go jump back to Mexico because I got to look through his things. He probably went to Mexico. Oh, he had to. Have. So I don't. Well, I, you know. So back to the Yucatan Peninsula and some of those. I mean, they say that's where the big. Uh, isn't that where the the uh, meteor hit that killed all the dinosaurs? I believe so. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere down there. Yeah. Right. I think right off the Yucatan Peninsula. And isn't so that just, ama- isn't that amazing that something could happen that far down there that it would affect? I mean, just one event could affect all you know the whole history of the Earth. Well, I wish you wouldn't put it like that. I put a bunch of, you know, <laughs> what, you're you're getting ready. To do well, I was about to say, yeah, I filled up my four wheeler with uh, with uh, <laughs> premium gas, you know, the no ethanol stuff today at three, four dollars a gallon, and, uh, and maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe might be burning the high dollar stuff. It's going to kill everything in Australia, you know, which wouldn't be a bad thing for these snakes, you know. <laughs> speaking of the, the, hold on, let me finish the damn peninsula story. When, when we were talking about the elf and the little guy. I worked in my last line of work. I worked with a lot of border patrol agents that came out of South Texas, McCall and these places. And one day I'm talking, and you know, I ought to try to get this guy on the, I ought to try to get this guy on the podcast. He's retired. And if we can keep him on topic, we could probably get some laughs out of it. But, uh, uh, and I don't know if he's the one who told me this or his other, this other guy, we, they worked in, I worked with about four guys that came out of the same station down there, you know? And this one was telling me about 31 dudes got hit by a train one night. I was, you know, what's the worst thing you ever saw? Or you ever, he said, 31, 31 got- illegals. That's what they called them back in the 90s, illegal aliens. Okay. I don't know what they call them now, but 31 dudes. And I said, how in the hell? And he said, there was about 40 some of them. They were there. They, so they got OTMs, what they call OTMs. It means other than Mexican. So when you're there, and they catch you. Mexicans go in one place. OTMs get sorted out different because, you know, they might get 10 or 12 dudes from Mexico for every one Guatemalan, Honduran, you know, Iranian, German, Libyan, whatever they got. Right. Yes. So he, these were and he had a word for it. I don't remember what they were, but they were basically Mayan type descendant hill people. And I guess they're a little bitty, you know, like four foot nine is is the average height of the males. Wow. OK. And they're and they and they and they make this journey from way down in Yucatan somewhere to America, and then they get here and and back to snakes. They're deathly scared of the snakes, right? They're from the Yucatan Peninsula, and the assuming yeah, because I guess the Yucatan's got some badass snakes too, like Australia. So they're just afraid of them because snakes down there. Are I guess they're just fucking snakes, man. I don't know. I don't like snakes anyway. We had this discussion earlier this week. So he said what they do is they sleep on the tracks between the rails because they think the snake can't cross it. Oh, my gosh. Now, you can see where that would be a recipe for disaster. Even tiny, even little tiny guys. Yeah, well, apparently the ones that survive are the ones that freak so bad. You know, apparently it'll run over you if you if you just lay flat. It's when you try to get up in the middle of the train that the axles knock you out. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, a few of those right. people actually survived. You know, I mean, a few of them spread out to there. They just, they were so freaked out or whatever, they just froze. Oh, gosh. That's but just he said horrible. It's, it's not that's uncommon for them to get hit. 
That's it's a horrible just picture. Uncomfortable. You picture 30 people getting whacked by a train. Oh, yeah, trying to sit up. and the. Oh, my God. Just walk, 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 walk. Sound like a bunch of watermelons or something. Oh, I mean, the problem is snakes ain't nothing to jack around with. I, you know, I, when I was a kid, I and, I and this is what I didn't want to tell because our guest on Wednesdays, just a good dude, his, his, his TV persona is a good guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's out there in the... the the fish world, not necessarily the reptile world, but the fish world. And I was, I wanted to tell a story about killing snakes. I'll be honest with you. We talked earlier because somebody had sent in, what did you say? Somebody had sent in something. Yeah. So, you know, last week um, with our Australian guest on the paranormal episode, he, we got to talk about the brown snake and how dangerous it was. Okay. And we have, a, and we have a, one of our big fans, um, listener Adam Bartlett from from Australia. So he sends me this picture, and this is this is a piece of paper that's tagged up at work where he works, and in red it says "caution, large brown snake." Then underneath it says, "A large brown snake has been spotted outside this door. It appears to be living in a hole beside the stormwater drain located near the water tanks." And he says that to me. He goes, just listen to the midweek how and loved your bit on snakes in Australia. I work for a large utility company in one of the biggest cities in Queensland. And the above warning is on our side exit door, side exit door. And then he says, and yes, they do chase you. When I was about 12 years old, I got chased by one, by one on my BMX bike. Needless to say, I hauled, I, I hauled. Oh, so... So, yeah, so I, you know, can you imagine a snake no. chasing you down? On this a is why there's two things in that story I can't imagine, right? <laughs> first of all, that as a father, if I thought a snake chased my kid, first of all, my kids to come in here and tell me they got now they're old enough they would kill it themselves, but I would have went and killed it. And the other thing is, I'm thinking the utility. All the guys that I, you know, my big brother worked in power, my dad worked in power, my little brother works for a utility, that somebody don't go over to one-ton truck, pull out a spade or a shovel and kill that thing. Now, I know it's a brown thing, <laughs> but... Just like, well, it, there's the thing is, all the dangerous things they have to worry about at work, and then they got to worry about stepping over a snake. Because a brown snake, in that, that's one of the killers, right? That's the one that will chase you. But, so, you know, the problem with some of them places, and I hate to rail on it, I had a friend of mine that... It was in the practice squad for the All Blacks down New Zealand. And New Zealand, to me, looks like they'd be the coolest place in the world. But after COVID, and they've got some real crazy... I mean, these guys might not have the, the legal authority to kill a snake anymore. Really? They locked them down that bad? Yeah, I mean, they took all their guns away. I mean, they've done a lot of crazy stuff down there. You know, so I don't know. I just I just know I grew up in an old farmhouse. It's burnt down now. So if I get super famous, I nobody it won't be able to turn into a Inseco World Heritage site because it's burnt down. But <laughs> every summer we'd have at least one snake in the house. Oh, in the in the in house. The house. Old this is an old priest of war cabin that had siding and added on to and it was on a stone foundation. Uh, from the 1860s, it was just an old, rough old. I, I'll try to find some pictures of. Them. Maybe I'll find a couple pictures and, and give them to you so you can post my humble beginnings. 
right. And all right. yes, and they would either come in from because we didn't have air conditioning. They'd either come in from open door or a hole in the floor, or who knows whatever. And we would, and we, back in them days, we hauled a lot of hay. So you'd be hauling hay, and you'd grab a square bale, and it'd be a snake or a part of a snake in it. You'd be up in the hayloft of the barn in the wintertime. They'll be in there because especially as it starts getting cooler, they just get in there and and. You know, they're trying to survive or whatever. And it was like a, it was like a, you know, pulling a slot, handle of a slot machine. And you, you didn't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? And every once in a while, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Most of those were black snakes. And I have learned to appreciate, I don't kill black snakes. I had one about seven foot long out here. My wife told me to kill about a year, year and a half, a couple of years ago. And I didn't want to. I thought it was a pretty cool snake. Seven uh, foot long? I mean, imagine how long seven, that. Yeah. Big, bigger, bigger rounds my wrist. Now y'all never see my wrist, but I'm built like a brick. I got <laughs> forearms like a baseball. But <clears throat> anyway, my wife ran in the house and you didn't shoot him, and I went out there. He's black, so black snakes matter to me. Every other snake is a dead is is dead. You know, every other snake is dead. I just haven't killed him yet. To me, <laughs> did you uh, did you watch the clip from uh, Dirtiest Jobs that I sent you? No, I didn't because I don't want to watch anything. You remember that? Didn't um, <laughs> Harrison Ford in the second? Wasn't it the second uh, Indiana Jones where he had all the snakes down there? Remember? No, it was the, the first. It was the first one with the German blonde. Was it the first one? No, yeah, the, no, no. The first one is when. Uh, oh, the, the snakes. You're right. The, the snakes were, were down in the pit. Yeah, the rats. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
I keep, I actually, for the most part, all my guns are locked up. I got two uh, big cannon gun safes and they're plumb full, but I keep a couple of shotguns out. I keep a little 410 out and then uh, an old pump 12 gauge out just for my kids and my wife. My wife won't shoot them, but she'll get one of the kids to blast them because we have a bunch of copperheads. I'm down here in the Ozark Plateau, and I've never been anywhere that there's been so many copperheads. And those aren't those are bad news, right? Well, yeah, and and they're poisonous. There's only been a handful of people die from them. But it can jack you up. I mean, I got another friend of mine I wish I could get on the show. He got bit in the calf, and his calf swelled up, and they had to cut it, like, top to bottom, whatever that would be. Hor- uh, uh, oh, God. Lateral, because the swelling was Vertic- so big, you know what I mean? Vertically, yeah. Vertically for these crazy um, crazy swelling and, and, and stuff. So I just don't take any chances, you know. I started to say, when I was a kid, I was going to stay in my kid phase, all the snakes I killed. We used to trap minnows. And every once in a while, you big water snake or cop water moccasin down there. We had some ponds we'd fish in, and and it wouldn't nothing be 15, 20 snakes down there in some days. Swimming around your bobber, catch one on the line every once in a while. You jack with them with your with your with your rod, and they would they would snap and grab your line, and they'd be hooked. Yeah, I. I'm telling you, I'm right there with you. I had, I was me and the two two other cops I worked with were down on the Osage River by Locking Dam, and that don't mean anything. But if you're from where I'm from, you know what I'm talking about. And there was a water moccasin that bit my buddy's little bitty crappie jig. We were fishing these in the spring. The crappie and stuff sit on these little, uh, and bluegill will sit on these little sandbars. And they, yep. They and they make these little nests in about foot, two foot of water. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen. He was that. running his little jig through there, and this snake attacked that, attacked that little bitty jig, and he got caught. And 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 Roger, you know, wheeled this thing in. I don't know between five, six, eight feet away. And then as soon as it got on the bank, it curled up and 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 pulled back to strike. You know, with his with his cotton mouth open. You know. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh my God!" And I had at that time, I had a. Smith and West 4516, which was the cat's meow third generation Smith in the 90s. That was the thing. And 45 automatic. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to have a cough, but. And I pulled that 45 of mine out and I had 240 grain federal hydroshocks. And, and I just remember as he started to say, You think you could hit that? <clears throat> I watched my front side. I put that white dot on the middle of that copperhead's mouth when I squeezed that trigger and it split that snake like a piece of firewood for the first 18 or so inches before it ran out its back and flipped it. And I tell, I don't tell that story often, but people want to tell them, talk about pistol shot. I think that was the finest pistol shot I've ever made. And I've shot a lot of stuff with a pistol, but that's the one I'm most proud of. Because them cops are standing there, they didn't think I was going to hit it. Cops traditionally carry a gun more and shoot less. Cops normally can't shoot very well. That's why they're always shooting, you know, when you, back when they used to shoot people. I don't think they shoot people like they used to, but back when they used to shoot people, they'd shoot all them shots because they weren't that, you know, half of them would miss, you know, and that was just kind of an old joke. If you only shoot 50%, always shoot twice because. <clears throat> <laughs> I I never told you the story about the guy I went to school with who was a cop here in, in town. No, and, no. Uh, and, uh, oh, gosh. And so the uh, there's a stockyard on the backside oh. of the golf course. Yeah. Okay. Like livestock, and, cow. Yeah, so a yep. cow gets uh-huh. loose out on the golf course. 
Uh-huh. And it's, I can't remember, I don't think it was a steer, but it was, you know, something that they could not wrangle. Yeah. Because they're cop. They were yep. cops. They're not farmers. Okay. Yep. And I don't even know that a farmer, you know, on a golf course. And they finally had to put this cow down. Right. And the guy we went to school with, with the shotgun, I forget how many shots, but it was seven or eight before he hit that, <laughs> before he hit it to put it down. <coughs> and we were just like, you got to be kidding me. How, how could it? I, well, I've never. Part of it is could probably distance. And he was probably using buckshot. There's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of involved in killing something i'm just whether it's four-legged or two-legged there's a lot of of stuff that goes into killing something and most people are not prepared certainly not prepared i mean he had cow fever right yeah they probably had cow fever well they didn't know what to do they didn't want to run it out you know into the high yeah, i had a classmate of mine getting a gun battle with a horse out on the interstate and and <laughs> what yeah it was kind of it was it was a it was a it was a it was a sort of a, I don't know how the horse got out. I think it was a wreck and the oh. horse trailer came apart and there was yeah. this, this, and, and, you know, I don't remember it was a show horse or race horse. I'll tell you one thing. It could have been a $3 plug going to the dog food plant and you shoot it and it was secretariat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was running back and forth and it ran into the other lane. So the wreck was in the westbound lane. It ran the eastbound lane and caused another wreck. And then she ran back across the lanes again and caused another wreck. So finally, these guys decided, well, we're just going to shoot it now. Especially back in the old days, cops kind of had an itchy trigger finger. You know what I mean? Mm. I'll just be honest with you, they do. And, uh, and and you know, I don't know how. And this was a guy that knows how to kill stuff. Uh, and it, it took him. I mean, he's killed a couple people in the line of duty ex-army guy i mean a real real deal dude and i don't remember if he couldn't get it and he was using his shotgun i think he couldn't shotguns are just not a good thing to shoot running bovine or horses or much with you know i worked with a guy on swat team that shot a carjacker with his shotgun and he's the only person i know that had a real good a real good and i this is this is going to get dark but i since i'm telling the story this dude carjacked, got in a shootout in Kansas City and carjacked a taxi. You know how the bad guy jumps in the taxi and tells him to drive? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and they went eastbound and they got out west of Columbia, Missouri, about the night, about around Boonville. And, and there was construction. So the highway was down to one lane because of bridge work, right? It wasn't like a big roadblock. So the big car chase came out of Kansas City on the interstate and any cops that got close to him, he would shoot a few rounds out of this tech nine. <clears throat> well, this, this trooper knew that this trooper that was coming from the East realized that, Hey, they're not going to be able to do anything because you know, they're about to run into all this traffic because of the construction zone. And he got up there set up and, and the taxi finally rolled out into when the traffic started backing up, the dude run the taxi, uh, uh, you know, told the taxi driver to drive around and took him down in the median. In the middle. In the middle. In the, the middle, grass. in the grass. Yeah. And and they got down there against a culvert or, or, or something, and I don't remember what eventually stopped him. But he was so, so he jumps out of the, he jumps out of the 
taxi and start shooting at the approaching officers. And there's people, you know what I mean? There's there's people just stuck in the traffic jam, right? Oh, yeah, you can't have people so, shooting. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, he was so, the, the term is uh, 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 tunnel vision. The bad guy has such tunnel vision watching the people to the west and shooting, taking pot shots at him to keep him back, that this guy took his 870, put the pass, put the driver's side window down of his patrol car, put that shotgun out the window, and drove down in the grass and got to about 20 yards of him and shot him right in the back. And he was close enough, and buckshot shooter, he was close enough that all nine pellets of the double-lot buck hit this uh, little little uh, guy right in, it was a smaller statured guy. That's about all the best way I can say it. Um, right in the back, right between the shoulder blades. Pow. Dude never even knew the cop was there. He was too busy shooting the other direction. It reminds you, you ever see the movie Heat? Pacino, you know, gets sneaks around at the, at the water. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tom Sizemore shooting, and he doesn't know until he turns around and gets hit. So does that, like, does buckshot like that kill you? Mm. Graveyard dead. Wow. It's it's nine big pellets. It's nine pellets that that diameter wise are about thirty five caliber, so they're about the size of a in circle wise diameter as a thirty eight special, but they only weigh about ninety grains a piece. So with seven thousand grains in a pound, there's about an ounce and an eighth in them, ounce, ounce and an eighth, usually so. But what happens is they spread out. And because they're completely round, they lose velocity very quickly. So when you're shooting at something past 25 or 30 yards a lot of times you only hit it with one or two pellets and, and unless you have a slug most people don't shoot slugs we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff that's deep in the water but shooting a shotgun so i did my greatest killing with a with uh with a shotgun and that's where we're going to say on the, the, the snakes <laughs> it t- except for the one you shot with a pistol <sighs> no that was the best pistol shot that was the best pistol okay yeah but the closest thing I've ever come to a zombie apocalypse. When I was when I was a newlywed and living in Minnesota, my wife came in the house one day and said, "There's a snake out here in the flower bed. Can you do something with it?" And I had a big Labrador. I had actually had two Labradors, and they're bad about sniffing stuff and getting snake bit. So I went out there, and it was a. Uh, it had a bunch of color to it, red and yellow circles and stuff. And like I told you, when you're from where I'm from, the black ones, solid black are okay, but everything else, man, if it's got a pattern on it, it's 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 ready to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since there was just the one of them, I went in and I used to read a bunch of pistol books, a guy named Elmer Keith and a bunch of stuff. And I had a 45 long colt, a Ruger Blackhawk, a 35, a 45 long colt. And I had a bunch of CCI stingers. And they, what they did was for, they, they advertised them for shooting snakes. And you, it's the only thing I shot myself with. Uh, yeah, I got another story I can tell you about these things. Remind me to get you that one. Yeah. So they take a big pistol bullet and they pack it with a hundred little lead pellets, you know, like a nine shot or whatever. So I went in there and got my 45 Colt and I got them little packs coming 10 packs. So I load this Colt up cause I don't want to blast a shotgun right next to the house. So I go out there and I shoot that snake. And as soon as I shoot that snake, there's another snake and I shoot this other snake. And as I'm carrying him out and I got a little house, it's about four acres of a little home place, and you'll this will you'll you'll appreciate this. It's a little home place that they kept all the farmland, and they sold grandma's house out. You know what I mean? No. So so I've got corn. I got a state highway in the front, and I got cornfields on three sides of me. 
And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that dead snake out, them two dead snakes out on the end of this rake and throw them out in that cornfield. Well, as I'm walking, I got a well house and I see another snake and another snake. And another, and I'm as I'm seeing, I'm shooting them. Pow, pow. Snatch out one of them. I shot so many snakes out there. The dogs are in the house and they're, they're hunting dogs, but they're like, we don't know if daddy's what nuts or what. You know what I mean? It's an active shooter out there. <laughs> So I only got 10, 10 rounds in this little 10 pack thing. So <clears throat> I go in the house and my lady says, what are you shooting? I said, there's all these snakes. What do you mean there's all these snakes? And I said, and about that time I could see I had a well house, but it wasn't a stand-up well house. It was underground about a foot and a half off. It had a foot and a half square and had like a top across it that overhang about five, six inches all the way around, stuffed full of insulation and it had a heat lamp going in there all winter. So your well didn't freeze. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, as I'm walking by, I see a snake falling out of that top of that thing. So I pull that, open it up, and there's probably, I don't know how many there is in there. I'm going to tell you my body count at the end of the story. No, I'm not going to tell it to you. I don't want to, I'm going to save the punchline. I'm going to keep the audience wanting more. So I close that lid. My old lady says, What is it? And I said, I, I, I got to get some more shells. And she said, well, I don't remember, you know, I have a, I had some hardware, but not what I needed. You know what I mean? I had a bunch of 30 out six shells and two twenty three shells, but I need some shotgun shells specifically. So I jumped in the truck and I ran up to, to, uh, Cabela's there in old town, Minnesota, got me a couple boxes of four ten shells and I got my trusty 22, four ten Savage and my dad gave me when I was a little kid. And I walked out there and I took a rag, soaked it full of two cycle gasoline from my weed eater opened the lid of that wellhouse, threw it in there and closed it back. And the, the fumes got too much. Them snakes started dropping them. And, and I, and I, you know, like, uh, I don't remember who I told you the other day, Audie Murphy, but who's uh, <laughs> like uh, Alvin York, like Alvin York, uh, picking them off one at a time as they come down the trail. And before it was all said and done, I killed 42 snakes between oh, the, two and the flower bed and the couple walking across the yard and all. Uh, that's how many were balled up in the spring in this well house. And let me tell you something, buddy, you want to talk about changed man, you kill 42, anything and it changes you not necessarily for the best 42 snakes is some stuff. Now I, I can't even imagine that many snakes in one place at one time. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, I've, I've, I've probably about broke my ankle or tore ACL at least five or six times I went through on, on the mail route because you go to step and there goes a snake and it's like, a, you know, you jump and Oh gosh, it's the worst, you know? And I'll tell you what, I was on my third gun. I started with my 45 Colt and then CCI stingers. And then I went and I bought that box of four tin shells and four tin shells are notoriously high. And me being young and not having a lot of bunny, I only bought a box. I ended up out there with my Turkey gun blast. You know, I, I, I was to the 12 gauge Magnum before that morning was out over. <laughs> well, okay. Listen, I got to hear what you, how'd you shoot yourself? So <laughs> I was going to pattern those things and I had a four by four. I had a half a sheet of plywood and I put a target on it and I set it out. I don't know how far, 10, 12 feet in front of me. Thank God I had my glasses on and I, <laughs> and I, and I shot one out of that pistol from about 10 or 12 feet and this, this literally the split second I shot it, I could see all that gray shot coming right back. It hit that, it hit that board that I had 
I had a little angle on it, but I guess not enough. And it immediately came right back to my face. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. How was like that? A thousand, like, a, like a thousand mosquitoes coming at you one time. Oh, how did I end up? How did I end up feeling? Not that bad. You know, that's the thing about small, you know, the heavier the projectile, the more it retains its velocity, right? Okay. So, so since it was nine shot or very little and they're not real high speed anyway, so it, it wasn't like it, I was, I didn't even go to the hospital, but it felt like, I tell you what, it felt like somebody you've been hitting the head, hitting the face with the end of a broom, how it's all them bristles hitting you in different increments. Oh, wait a second. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get hit in the face at the end of a broom. That's a whole nother, that's going to be a whole nother story. Cause I, I've no. never been hit in the face at the end of a broom. I can't help it, man. <laughs> you never been hit with a broom? Not in the face. I mean, come on. Who can say <coughs> well, you act, you act like I don't know, man. I can't. I can't tell you all the stuff I've been through in in one episode or one season or anything. I've been hit by all kinds of shit. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time. Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 